Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week we're discussing Loki Episode 3, Lamentis. So let's get into it with the recap. Loki follows the variant named Sylvie back to the TVA, where they are confronted by Renslayer. They escape to the year 2077 on Lamentis 1, a moon that is on a crash course with the planet. Both are unable to escape due to the Tempad having run out of power. They sneak aboard the train bound for the Ark, a spaceship intended to evacuate Lamentus One. They plan to siphon its power and recharge the Tempad. While on the train, Loki gets drunk, causing him and Sylvie to be discovered and forced out by the guards. Loki accidentally breaks the Tempad, which forces him and Sylvie to approach the Ark on foot. During their journey, Sylvie reveals to Loki that the TVA is comprised entirely of variants, rather than beings created by the Timekeepers. Loki and Sylvie arrive at the Ark's location and fight their way through the guards, only to witness its destruction by Meteor Strike, leaving them stranded. This week on Doctor Who... The fact that they're both British, it like it, it just totally just t- this was a Doctor Who episode. This entire episode was they the Doctor and their companion find themselves on a world about to be destroyed and they need to escape. The only difference is their goal isn't the way the Doctor's goal would be, which would be let's save everybody. It's let's just get the fuck out and who cares about the rest. Yeah, it's more like Master Who because this, this reminded me of having like two masters, kind of like. Uh, the John Sim and Michelle Gomez masters in Peter Capaldi's final episode. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. One semi a little bit more reformed than the other, or at least on the verge of it. Except I liked the weird sexual tension between these two Lokis way better. There was. And that romantic Asgardian song, which I was like, is that old Gaelic? Like, is, is that Norwegian? Like, what language is that? And like, I, I looked it up right after and no one had an answer because... The episode literally get aired five minutes earlier. So waited a little bit longer and I did more research and still nobody has an answer. So they just say it's Asgardian. According to Reddit, it is Norwegian spoken with a British accent. Okay, so that's that's I was right. That's Norwegian. So yeah, Asgardian, uh, possibly just Norwegian, which, you know, makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that's 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 the, the the source of their of their like mythology. So nice little nod there. I wonder if it's a old folktale did reddit have any information on that i don't think it did yeah uh something that i will say that's kind of in the same uh vein and it's around the same scene the part where sylvie accuses loki of being drunk and he says no i'm just full in norwegian the word full means drunk (laughs) so another little historical asgardian reference point okay that's cute that's cute this, this, again, another great episode. The atmosphere and the color palette of this episode really just... Uh, I know everyone was, was hoping and some are probably disappointed that's not Vormir. Um, but it, it's just such a gorgeous, gorgeous landscape. And I just, I, I love the shots and I love the, the scenery in this in this show. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it certainly looks a lot better than Doctor Who. Oh, ex- ex- extremely. You could tell that Disney put way more money into a single episode of this than I think the BBC puts into entire seasons of Doctor Who. Regardless, I am enjoying the banter between the Lokis. Um, and now we find out that there is more of a chance that she's an amalgamation. Like she is both the Enchantress and a Loki. So, okay. So in this world, in this universe, the Enchantress is a Loki. My biggest question mark. I have two questions just generally in this episode. One, what made this Loki, Sylvie, 
different? Like what, what family differentials did she have? Cause she obviously doesn't remember having a mother, much less Freya. Um, she, she, she knew she was adopted from the get go. So who adopted her was, is Odin still her adopted father? Like where, what is her original family history? If I was Loki, I would have been asking all those questions. Like, what is the difference? What is it? Why, how did you get to who you are now? You know, what made you that? That's what I want to know. Whether it was just like, she was born that way, you know, that's the parallel universe. And that universe, Loki was just born female because there's, and if you believe in the multiverse, there's a universe out there where there's a female Jason and a female Joseph having this exact conversation. We're just two girls. And that's the only, that's the only difference between us. You know, everything else in the universe is the same. So it could just be that, but it also could have been through like magic or through soul possession or through any of the wild, beautiful things that the MCU can conjure. Um, so there's that. That was one question I had. The other thing was, and this was this is more of a nitpick, is I want to know whether, is this a human colony? Is this like humans went out into space, started mining, and like no Avenger was available to help get these people off? Where are the Guardians of the Galaxy? Like where, why is no one paying attention to this planet, which is obviously dying, but dying, I mean quickly but relatively quickly like there's still a chance to like get someone out there to help out like is this a human colony or is this like another guardians of the galaxy world where everyone's human anyway are the are they human or are they human-ish yes exactly and that's you know if it was doctor who i wouldn't care because it's just like we just gave up on asking those questions a long time ago but in the marvel universe i feel like i i want to know these things so that's where this not being a Doctor Who episode kind of like, what is it? Is it a human colony? Or as you said, a humanish colony? I saw numbers that were written in numerical English. So I'm assuming human. Even though no one should name their boy child Patrice. <laughs> Fucking weird farmers. They probably voted for Trump and still complaining that he didn't win. Speaking of that, uh, when we get to the part where people are trying to get on this train and the tickets are just available for the wealthy and the poor are left to die, I was like, oh, how tragically Republican. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, the aesthetics of this episode were really cool, though. Like, it it felt like two different video games and then, like, a splash of, like, a movie. Like, it felt like Majora's Mask with the moon falling down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that last scene, when we get, to the, we get to the city and they're trying to get into the arc, it was very, like, Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, I mean, I would, I just want to live in that city. Like, that, that's my, that's my dream city right there. That's where I want to live. That's that's my dream world right there, like all the neon, all the color palette, all that shit, like the 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 way the bars look, the I, I, all of it, like. And I know so much of that's the volume, and I know some of it, so much of that is CGI, but it was just so beautiful. It's just I I could live on that set. Just let me let me let me just retire there. That like one take shot at the end where they're just fucking running around and there's chaos, like really well done. Yeah, really well done. And then there's the did Loki use the time stone, you know, theory, but like, I, I'm not certain I could go, I could go kind of either way on it. I rewatched that building falling like seven times and it's not explicit, but it, it is kind of odd. Cause we've never seen him do anything like that. No, we've never seen that power set, but we've seen him with telekinesis unless they're really trying to pull like a subtle fast one over on the audience. And being like, well, we're going to show you who uses the time stone, but we're not going to tell you who uses the time stone. We're going to save that till later. There was no green gobbledygook. There was no energy. There was no, like, 
there was nothing that showed that he was using the time stone. It just looked the way the graphics department would do the time stone if they did it without all the energy effects of the time stone itself. I wish they had just had him push the thing back or push it to the side. Because then it would have been like, all right, he's not using the time stone. But legit, it looked like it was rewinding. Yes. and it, it like, But if Loki had the time stone, then I feel like he would have used it a few more times. Like specifically when the arc is literally getting destroyed. And that could be the next shot for all we know. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Like if he has the time stone and he did pick up a time stone in the first episode. We never saw him put it back. He could have pocketed it. it. We heard it. We heard it. We heard did it. we? We did. There's, there's a thump. Hmm. There's a thump. Rewatch. I guess. It, the way they did it, it seemed pretty odd. No, it is It is odd. I, but I just, I, I, I kind of hope it's not because I don't want to be reliant on Loki's sudden knowledge on how to use the time stone. Like, I feel like that's something that should be reserved only for, you know, people who have very expensive tastes in gloveware and, you know, strange doctors. I don't know. I could see Loki having that trick up his sleeve and just kind of holding because he this entire mission he doesn't really seem very worried about dying can you rephrase that pun because i feel like having a trick up his sleeves is literally you still saying he has the time stone up his sleeve it's possible i mean he he's on his hands were by his side he, he they were open at first doing like a hero pose and then he closed them like like fists and that's when it went up like he was not holding the time stone then I just think they're being wildly inconsistent with his power set. I think he's just a very powerful telekinetic and he's got a lot of magic powers that we just don't, we just haven't seen a lot of because we've, we've only seen him. I mean, we've seen him in a lot of movies, but we haven't seen that granted, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, if it's not the first shot of the next episode where it's like, all right, now I'm going to reverse this whole like arc going away and let's get the fuck out of here. It's like, okay. There's, there's also the idea that none of this is real. That this is this that that this is all some kind of enchantment from one or the other fucking with someone's mind because we established in the first five seconds of this episode that the whole power set that she has is making an illusion in someone's head. Who knows what's an illusion? Who knows what's a lie? Who knows what's real? Maybe the power pad isn't destroyed. Maybe the power pad is destroyed. Maybe it is out of power. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's all ruse. Maybe it's Mephisto. Speaking of Mephisto, the uh, song that's playing at the beginning, it's called Demons by Haley Kyoko. So uh, Mephisto confirmed? Mephisto's confirmed. He is the new Thanos. He's going to be ruling everything with an iron fist. Thankfully, actually not iron fist. Because we don't want that guy back. I, I hate to say this, but I missed Owen Wilson. Something I, I realized that I didn't think I was capable of missing Owen Wilson. And speaking of Owen Wilson, maybe he actually was a jet ski salesman or something, because apparently he was not created by the timekeepers. They were all real variants of each other. So there is a real Mobius Mobius hanging out on a jet ski, having family life, all that stuff, probably having a barbecue because we're getting close to, to Fourth of July with his family. But a variation of him decided to not have that barbecue. Maybe he got eaten by like a whale. And uh, then the timekeepers are like, all right, he'll do. Boom. And they indoctrinated him into the TVA. Maybe Mobius and Mobius is actually a variant of Owen Wilson. There you go. 
Owen Wilson is Mobius Mobius. That's the real man. I still don't respect him as an actor. I'll take his variant any day. Also, can we just can we just stop and admire how much of a Pride Month we're getting with this show? Yeah, it was like, well, you know, could be a prince, you know? <laughs> yes, yes, maybe a little bit of both. You too, I assume. Mm-hmm. Okay, touche. They were adorable. Their flirtation game was adorable. Just like like flirting into a mirror. The, the narcissism was pure juice. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, <laughs> is it wrong to fuck a variant of yourself? Because I kind of want it to happen. I have a few friends who would fuck variants of themselves, if not direct clones of themselves. So I, I don't know whether it's wrong or not, but there it is. You're talking to one of those friends right now, because I would totally do it. Okay. Come on, if... If I met a cute female variant of myself, my first thought would be like, I got to know what that's like. That girl's got quite a jawline. She would have quite a jawline. That's true. I just wonder whether you'd be jealous because she might have prettier hair than you. That would be a problem for you, I think. I think that would be an issue. That, that I don't know whether you may, you might hate fucker as a result of that. It would probably be amazing, though, because we'd be both like trying to like outdo each other and out, like out pretty each other. Yeah, that also could end disastrously. Like, what happens if the other... Because the thing is with narcissists, it's like they're really sensitive people. And you just... All you have to do is crack it on the right spot and they all come tumbling down like like buildings without the time stone. What are you doing, Step Loki? <laughs> it's really fascinating to watch, though. No, it really is. I'm, 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 I'm loving it. I'm loving it. There was, and it was like... It became like sexy cool and then it turned into like almost romantically tragically sad when he was like singing to her like he there was something from a deep well that was coming up when he was singing so softly before before bringing us back to the to the jovial song that he was doing that 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 ballad bridge was so like mm. it's very uh very somber yeah and she got it she felt it her eyes lifted there was stuff happening. There was a connection. And when they were fighting uh, in Cyberpunk City, I mean, it was it, they were working as a team at that point. So other than her being annoyed and pissed, and to be honest, rightfully annoyed and pissed, because um, I love Loki, but I mean, if this is reality, he is a bit of an invalid. And he always has been. He's just not very good at this. That's why he's the god of mischief and not an actual full villain. Is he? He's he screws up his own plans more often than not. Um, and I think she's just, she was just walking away. Like I'm over it. I'm done. I'm going to go find a bar and drink everything. I mean, it is the end of the world. Yeah. I mean, why not? What are you going to do? Other than go clone yourself and fuck yourself the way you would. You know what I thought was interesting though? Her reaction to being called Loki at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. I'm still waiting to, to really understand why I mean, other than just someone's desire to to become someone new. To me, it felt like a, a dead name situation where like, yeah. that is just not her name anymore. That's not her identity. And she just doesn't want to deal with being called it. She's she's her own person. She's Sylvie. Yeah, she is not Loki. No. So it could be that. I just want to know. St- I just want more. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. It's I want more of, of whatever her history is. And I'm kind of disappointed that we didn't. Because this episode was all about them asking questions back and forth. It was a sparring contest. And like, I know if I was there, the kind of questions I would ask were not addressed at all. If I met another variation of myself with a very different history, the amount of questions I would ask would just, I'd be running off. 
boom, 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 would not shut up. And our main character is someone who's notorious for not shutting up. So why didn't we get that? There's something that she did say about herself that I thought was interesting. Uh, she said that she spent her entire life running from the omniscient fascist that Loki works with. How long exactly has she been on the run? Well, then the question is, okay, so let's say we're going with the idea that um, she was always on the run because she was a variant from the moment of birth or the moment like so young that didn't matter because if she had a different childhood, like she doesn't remember her mom, right? So her mom didn't exist. It was like a brief flash. So mama go bye-bye. And all of a sudden, we're already in a variant. So from the very, very young age, she's been on the run. Somebody had to have been protecting her. Question is who? Um, could be an older Loki, maybe played by uh, Grant, who's going to be upcoming on the show sometime. Um, maybe that's what this is about. Like, there's a lot here that we have. We just don't know. Yeah, I feel like we need the other half of this episode because this episode was like short. It was less than it was under 40 minutes if you take the credits out. Yeah, this was a shorter episode and I feel like we definitely need the second half. And I was I'm getting used to the whole like, all right, we're next episode, next episode, next episode. But like so far, the episodes have been relatively self-contained. Yes, there's a cliffhanger moving on to the next one, but they're still self-contained. Whereas this one was like immediately cliffhanger. Like what, 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 what's going on next? We need to know we're not off this planet next. You know, we're not moving on to a new location. What's up? Are you finally convinced that that scene from the trailer isn't Black Widow? Yeah, no, it's not Black Widow. It's it's probably them in the next episode. Lamenting about Lamentis. Who names a planet Lamentis? What fucking Shakespearean asking for trouble, dramatic irony asshole names a mining colony Lamentis? Is it because everyone's miserable? Like this, I get it's an old Western Firefly-ass Doctor Who town based on some wild Western mentality where everyone's a bunch of hillbilly assholes and the people who like run it are apparently aristocrats. Like this, this is from Firefly. This is Firefly. But who names their goddamn town, much less their planet, Lamentis? Someone who definitely has depression. Yeah, completely. I found this planet. It's going to make us lots of money. We're going to invite all these miners down so they could work themselves with a bone and uneducate themselves. We call it Lamentus One. Yes, yes, very good, very good. Yes, yes, yes. You briefly said this, but like, do you think the tempad is actually broken, or do you think that it was an illusion? Because I, I tend to think it was an illusion. If it is an illusion then that's the next scene. But I feel like we're going to spend a little more time on this planet looking for a solution. That's why I don't think he has a time stone. And that's why I don't think it's an illusion. I feel like that's people reading into little things. Because I, I don't think Loki would, excuse me, I don't think Loki would put himself in a situation where he would be that mess. The only thing, it is an illusion if they're in, a, in the matrix, essentially. If they're in an illusion from the beginning, then it's all an illusion. If it's just Loki putting on a glamour about it being broken so he can get more information, then I don't think so. Because he almost died like six times. And I I, I don't think he'd put himself in this. He would escape, He given the opportunity. Especially when he got thrown from the train. If that is real. Again, it's either all an illusion or none of it is. Just like Holt said about time travel. They're all a joke or none of it is. I was literally about to fucking say that. I was like, 
it's either all real or none of it's real or whatever the fuck he said. Yeah, that's that pretty much it. <laughs> We're talking about time travel. It's either all a joke or none of it is. Are you telling me that Back to the Future is bullshit? <laughs> Hot tub time machine. Hot tub time machine. Die Hard. Wait, no, that's not. Not that one. <laughs> God, I love that movie. I love that movie so much. I know, it's so good. I love, I just love fucking Don Cheadle miming. Uh, <laughs> Strangling baby Thanos. I know, right? This is his this, this mannerisms. <laughs> Can't even do it. We're, we're all audio, but it's... Terrence Howard could never. 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 I can never picture Terrence Howard doing half the shit. All the one-liners that Don Cheadle does. I, I, I'm so happy it got recasted. So happy. I can't. I can't wait for him to get his own show. So yeah, no more. No more notes. I, 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 all the songs are great. The music is great. Love the love the themes. The scores, the composition of it. Um, really excited for for what's coming next. Um, I, I want more. I need more. I'm very upset that we are at the halfway point already. I feel like this. I know we're getting a season two, but knowing that I have to wait a year for that makes me. Actually, okay, let's talk about that because that is something that we haven't dealt with yet. Like when it came to WandaVision, we knew it was going to end. And that was there was there wasn't going to be a season two. There was never a, a thing about season two. I never thought there was going to be a season two. It was a limited concept. It was a limited concept. And with Falcon Winter Soldier, I was pretty much reassured too. This was going to be a one shot deal. They could do more, as you and I discussed several times, but I didn't think they were at least not without going. They were going to close this with a bow, and, and they were going to rebrand it. Yeah. This we know there's going to be a season two. So the possibility of them having this whole season end still on a cliffhanger is a possibility. And the idea of waiting another year, I'm still traumatized from Infinity War. I don't want to wait another year for any of this shit anymore. I can't. I am still... I do not want to be traumatized for a year. I will not be able to move on with my life. Joseph, without with how many shows that are coming out, it might be more than a year. It might be like two years. Jesus Christ, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. Well, I hope it doesn't leave on too much of a fucking cliffhanger. Well, that's uh, my I, fear, and that's why I'm sitting here traumatized right now. And you've yeah. only got three hours for them to figure that out. I know. And like we're spending two episodes on this on Lamentous One. Yeah, I was going to say, it does feel like they are spending a disproportionate amount of time. One thing that I do know, uh, Tom Hiddleston said that after episode four, it goes in a completely different direction than he expected. Yes, I, I know he said that, and that's that's great. So I don't trust anything anyone says, especially Tom Hiddleston. The god of mischief? Yeah, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. I don't trust anyone. Where's Tom Holland? He'll tell me the truth. Mark Ruffalo, they don't know how to lie. All they do is yap, 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 yap. I'll trust them, because I know they are incapable of hiding shit. But Tom Hiddleston? Nope, nope, nope. So in your opinion, is love closer to hate, mischief, or a dagger? It is an invisible dagger. Oh, definitely the dagger. I, I was I was with him on that metaphor. Do you think we'll ever meet Sylvie's uh, Mr. Postman? I hope so. Was she being serious? I, I don't know. It's re- I thought she was being snarky the first two times. But on third viewing, I was like, maybe she is serious. Because the next line after that was like, it helped you know, basically something to the effect of like, it helps me, keep, keeps me going. So like, there was something serious in what she said afterwards. So I don't think, I, I think that there is a postman. She's being real Loki about it. Yeah, she's being a real fucking Loki about it. Don't trust anyone. 
even associated with Loki. She was also being low key about it. Ugh, I was waiting for you. You get one. Wow. I'm going to go. I did kind of like that Sylvie was ragging on Loki for being a magician. Yeah, that was that was that was cute cuz I feel like everyone's always ragging on him for his magic in some way. Thor called him a witch in Ragnarok. It's like, I'm not a witch. Like, well, you kind of dress work like one. You know, it's like either mocking him for being a magician, mocking him for being a witch. He's he's just a really good magic user. I do think it's interesting that she was able to teach herself enchantment, though. Like, that's... Yeah, I want more of her origin. I need to know what that is. Like, is she, like, a street girl? Did she grow up as, like, a as a nobleman? Like, who raised her? I want Sylvie to stick around. I don't want her to get erased by the... T- if she gets erased by, like, Mo- even if it was by Mobius, I would be very upset about it. You don't want Mobius running over with a jet ski, and that's how the show ends? I want the three of them to uh, ride off together on a jet ski, and then, like, do weird time travel adventures... So you want Doctor Who? I want Doc. That's all I've wanted. This I just want Marvel <laughs> Doctor Who. I said it in the preview cast. I'll say it every episode. That's all I really want. This is, you got it. This episode, you got Marvel Doctor Who. This episode was Marvel Doctor Who. Keep it up. Well, we got a two-parter on on Lamentis. We'll see what happens. This episode was painfully short, but I can't wait for next next episode. We will get through it because we have the Bad Batch. Yeah, and with that, let's shimmy on over into our Star Wars corner and talk about Bad Batch Episode 8, Reunion. Did you like the episode, Jason? I did like the episode. Did you like the episode, Joseph? I did. This this episode felt like everything back the way it was supposed to. Like This, this episode felt like we got the plot moving, things were happening, Crosshairs is back, we're going through a huge wreckage of a Star Destroyer, hackering back to like Clone Wars era. Like It was... It felt like Star Wars. It felt real. There was there was stakes involved, uh, you know. Like going through the massive engines was really fucking cool. Uh, a lot of just awesome elements, and it ended the way Mandalorian season two almost ended, which annoys the fuck out of me still. Like I I I I think I see where this is going, and I said it when we when this series first started. And I'm like, this is going to lead to a, a clone rebellion. This is going to be the Kaminoans bringing whatever clones they had left back to the thing, or maybe they're going to come up with a signal to deactivate all the clones' chips um, and stand their ground with the Bad Batch helping them against the Empire. Like, I think that's where this is going. That's my theory. And every single episode we get more and more, I think Omega's going to be back on the thing, and I think the Bad Batch is going to go in to get her, and the Kaminoans are going to be like, you know what, we're going to... Yeah, we're, we're, we don't want the Empire here anymore. Get the fuck out. Because they're the ones who hired the bounty hunters. Um, I said the week before, last week, that I, I needed more. I wanted back to the Kimono and era. I wanted to see what was going on with the Empire. And we did get a little bit of that. And now we have uh, crosshairs all burned up and all, like, fucked up in the face. And yeah, he really got Anakin skywalker there. He's a little crispy. He's a little crispy. That is a, that is a, that is a fried crosshair. It was nice to see Omega actually use that bow effectively. It was, it was. I, and just sad that uh, Cad Bane had to be the one been like, yeah, no, we're done. With Which all, also, Cad Bane's back. Cad Bane's back. Like he didn't, and that, that was, you know, he was supposed to die, killed by Bubba Fett originally. And I'm glad uh, a stupid child did not kill Cad Bane. Possibly soon to be killed by Boba Fett, maybe. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. Because I feel like they're, I feel like they're probably going to use that. I think they're just going to transpose it into this series. 
I wouldn't mind like Cad Bane running off into the sunset to come back into like Mandalorian and we could see a live action version of him. I would love to see a live action version of Cad Bane. That would be really cool. I'd love to see that in live action. But I have I have this feeling that he's he Boba Fett and him are going to come to terms. Maybe any story involving Boba Fett, I loathe except until the Mandalorian, which it's I feel like it's a completely set different character. But I was not on this like oh Boba uh, like all the other fanboys were like growing up. That is an unpopular opinion, and it's one that I completely agree with. He was essentially a nothing until the Mandalorian. Yeah, pretty much. He he was nothing. He was nobody. Like the majority of lines he got was in the Christmas special. That's what you're all de- basing this shit on, or the droid, the, the droid adventure hour, the back in vintage Star Wars days cartoons. Like he wasn't nothing. He was cool to look at. And he had one line. So, what, what did he even say in Empire Strikes Back? It was, uh, you know, like. Uh, well, it's what, yeah, it's what Vader said to him. Yeah, that's right. No disintegrations. I never understood the hype about Boba Fett because he was literally a character that looked cool. And then died like a bitch. Yeah. Except he did. Except later we found out he didn't die. He even screamed like a bitch. I think the story behind that was literally George Lucas just didn't know what to do with him. So they were just like, eh, chuck him in the pit. Yeah, and George didn't care. Nobody cared about Boba Fett. And I found out that he was the one who was going to kill Cad Bane. No, Cad Bane's actually cool. Boba, you were a fucking bitch brat. Yeah, getting back to the episode at hand, though. I'm on the Wikipedia page. Uh, and the last episode that there's a name for is the 14th episode, which is not the last episode of the season, but it's entitled War Mantle, which is, as we know, is the code name for the enlisted services program. So I kind of wonder if like towards the end of this season, we're going to get the enlisted services versus clones. I hope so. Or or something leading to it at the very least. And we'll see. There's still a lot of stories left. Uh, and you said like this is probably a three season story. So, OK, we got some time. And they said it's going to make you cry. And the only thing that's, that's going to make me cry is not the death of the Bad Batch. would be an Alamo 300-esque story of all these enlisted troops converging on the last of the clone troopers who all have deactivated chips and are standing for the true Republic and all get murdered and massacred. All of them. Every single one. Then I would cry. That is the death of all the clones that we fell in love with the Clone Wars. That's that's what I'm waiting to cry about. All right. So make sure to like, subscribe, and please tell your friends. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled Infinite A Cast. And you can email us at InfinityCast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week.